Welcome to A Mom's Passion Project, the podcast celebrating the incredible drive and creativity of moms, even if you don't always feel that way. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean. I'm your host. And as moms, we often find ourselves immersed in the beautiful chaos of raising a family, but we also have passions and dreams that deserve to be nurtured and pursued. In this podcast, we will explore various topics from finding your passion amidst the busyness of motherhood, overcoming challenges and self-doubt, to balancing family life and pursuing your dreams. We'll dive into practical aspects such as marketing, time management, and building a support network. Here we go. Passion projects. When we're talking about passion projects, we can talk about a wide range of ideas, thoughts. I mean, a passion project could be anything from a a desire to start something new or uh, cleaning out your home. Like anything could be identified as a passion project. And if you haven't listened to the episode last week or the one just before this one on what is a passion project... I encourage you to go back and listen to that just to get an idea of kind of where this whole idea came from, how it's how it got started, and really dive into what is a passion project. In this episode today, I just wanted to share kind of the, the different passion projects that I identified that I've personally done over the last, say, 20 years, however many years. Just to give you an idea of what a passion project looks like uh, in real life. Now, if you go to our Instagram handle or the Instagram, it's a mom's passion project on Instagram, and you go to the link. There's actually a link that you could where you can download a hundred plus. There's like a hundred and ten or something like that, and it's growing, constantly changing and evolving. But if you go there, you can download that. 100 plus passion project ideas just to get you start thinking about what could a passion project look like for you. And uh, also with this episode, I'll I'll leave that link here in the show notes as well. Meaning if you don't know what show notes are, if you just go to the description of what this podcast episode is, I'll put the link there that you can go on, uh, especially if you don't have Instagram or whatever the case may be. So I today wanted to just share some of the things that I've jotted down, I've got 10 here, of passion projects that I have done. And and these aren't necessarily ones that have completed to like the very end. But to give you an idea that you can start a passion project and not finish it. You can start it and say, okay, this isn't for me at all. You can start one and say, okay, this isn't for me right now. Or you might start one and finish it all the way through. And it's the most amazing thing you've done. Or you've done it and you're like, eh, I don't ever need to do that again. So here are a few or 10 of my personal passion projects over the last, again, 20 some years. So if you saw or if you follow us on Instagram or if you listened to the last episode, number one is it kind of all started when I was 17 years old and our English assignment for my senior year of high school was to complete a project and, you know, you had had to have certain requirements and stuff. But so my project was to write a song, record it in a recording studio, and then basically release a CD single. And so that's basically where this whole passion project idea stems from. And it wasn't really until recently that I identified or I realized that that is where it started. I always thought it was kind of when I ran my first marathon. 
which is number two, but not to get there too fast. So when I was 17 years old, wrote a song, I didn't know what I was doing. And that's the key with all of these passion projects is you don't necessarily know where to start, how to get started, how long it's going to take you or anything like that. You just have the desire, the idea, the passion to, to do whatever it is that's kind of laid on your heart or in your mind. And you start the process. You start to take one step in front of the other. And I'll kind of explain that with some of these passion projects. But so that was the first one. And then the second one is kind of where I thought initially where it all started, but it was back uh, when I wrote that song. So number two was running a full marathon, having never been a runner long distance at all. I did high school track, but I was a sprinter and I wasn't very good. I wasn't a good athlete at all in high school. I just wasn't a varsity player. I kind of did sports just to have something to do. So one of the lessons that I learned from running the full marathon and probably the biggest lesson, and this is why I think I always go revert back to this being my very first passion project was that this was the first thing like physically that was very demanding physically and mentally. So crossing that finish line though, and completing that passion project was the idea that you can do seriously anything that you set your mind to. And that was huge. And that was basically the catalyst. I felt like that's what catapulted me into doing many of these other passion projects. So that's number two. Number three, directly, almost immediately after running the full marathon, even when I said I will never do that again, I did run two more and a number of other races, including half marathons. But my third was uh, training for half Ironman, where you do the swim, bike, run. A full Ironman could take someone up to 12 hours. So a half Ironman was something I was like, Hey, I could do this. I've never done a triathlon before. I'm not a swimmer. I wasn't, I mean, I did swim team when I was young. Right. But I wasn't uh, a biker. didn't know anything about biking. I bought a bike on probably, I think Amazon for like a hundred bucks, something like that. I didn't even have clip-ons. I wore tennis shoes during my half Ironman. So the lesson in this one too, and I, I kind of want to maybe explain this a little bit, but it was that not everything you try is going to turn out how you want or, and I, I wrote down, I couldn't think of other words, but I wrote down that it's not always going to be worth it. Now, granted, doing that half Ironman, I am so glad I did it. The training, all of it, everything that I learned from it, it was, it was worth it. But I remember doing that and just, I finished that one and I, I truly had no desire to do another half Ironman, let alone a full Ironman or anything like that. So it was kind of one of those passion projects that I completed and truly was glad to check off my bucket list. So that was number three. Number four, I got into fitness competitions. So there's a theme here for my passion projects early on was all very much physical, uh, physically related. Now wait a minute with me and hang tight because that's not how they all are. So Number four was fitness competitions. Again, not knowing anybody that had done one before, not knowing the world of fitness competitions, not knowing where to start, who to hire, what to do. It, it I definitely had a lot of lessons in it. And one of them was that um, I think ultimately I ended up doing, gosh, four or five different fitness competitions over several years. But one of my early on competitions, I had partnered with a trainer. This is when we first opened our gym. And 
partnered with, it was a husband and wife team and it ended up just not being a good, good relationship. Um, I had never felt so bad about myself and worked so hard to please somebody else that I was very proud of myself, but I couldn't make this person or these people proud. And it was just, it ended up being a really unhealthy relationship um, for me in many ways, including unhealthy relationship with food. But the lesson in that one, I would say is just not to give up. You're gonna have things that don't go your way. You're gonna come across people that don't, um, aren't good for you, aren't healthy for you. But there is a way around. There is a way for you to figure it out. If you have to do it on your own, which is ultimately what I ended up doing is is training myself and going into this competition, kind of having just done what I thought I could do, what I thought would be best. So I just never want you to give up on something when it gets hard, when you hired a trainer, you hired a coach, and it turns out to be not what you expect. I don't want you to give up. I want you to figure it out. And that's too part of this whole podcast and this community is that there's going to be a group of people that we can come alongside you. Most likely somebody has done something that you are looking to do and can be a good quality resource for you. So that was uh, number four. Number five, so back um, when I had my first child, so this is back in 2010, I had the most amazing experience in the hospital. And I wanted to so badly be a labor and delivery nurse. So number five, my passion project was going to nursing school. So literally when he, when my firstborn was an infant, I was taking night classes online and I was taking all the the prerequisites to get into nursing school. I went to ASU to find out like, what does it take to get into this nursing school? Granted, you know, I'm five, six years out of college already with a, you know, a public, uh, I had a degree already in public relations, but going back to school and ultimately what ended up happening is I realized that that path just wasn't meant for me. And my advice to you for this is just to try anyway. If you have an idea, if you have a goal, if you have this passion to do something, whatever that something is, again, for me, it was nursing school to become a labor and delivery nurse. You know, I did the, I took one step at a time and eventually I realized, okay, you know what, this just isn't for me, not even, not yet. This just isn't for me in this lifetime. And I think that's super important to realize is that not all of our passion projects are going to turn out exactly how we think. They're not always going to come to completion. They might turn out to be something that you're like, you know what, this actually really isn't a, a deep desire passion that I have. So that's number five. So halfway through here, um, number six is basically quitting my nine to five and opening up a gym and essentially becoming an entrepreneur, which is what I do today. So that was, gosh, nine, 10 years ago. Um, something like that. So number six, the passion project being, I'm going to quit the the comfort of what I know, what I've always grown up to. You go to high school, you go to college, you get a good degree, you get a good job, you get good benefits. And I was, I was putting all of that away to pursue entrepreneurship. And at the beginning was the gym. Now, 
as we all know, or if you've been around for a while, it didn't always turn out the way that I wanted to. We did close the doors to the gym uh, last year in 2022, but it really catapulted this whole idea of becoming an entrepreneur and and where I am now. Had I not quit my nine to five 10 years ago, I would be in a completely different place now. And I'm so happy that I am where I am. And so the lesson here with opening the gym was I was still working my corporate job. And along with my corporate job, like pursuing this idea of like, oh, what would that look like? Like if I could open a gym, if I could open something that I was super, super passionate about. And so between myself, my husband and my dad, we kind of just like took one step in front of the other. And I always said this, I always said, if there were any red flags that I could stop, I could be like, you know what, again, back with the nursing school being like, this really isn't for me. And along those, you know, one foot in front of the other, it never had a red flag. It was always like, let's go, let's do this. And I'm so grateful, again, not, not having it turn out how I wanted it ultimately, you know, I might be speaking too soon here because maybe it is ultimately, it turned out exactly how I wanted it because here we are with a mom's passion project. So it's all perspective. It's all perspective. So number seven is writing a book. I had this idea and this passion desire to write a book about the different seasons of life because now, granted, I, I've lived a good number of seasons. I obviously have a lot more seasons to go through, but I've always said it. I've always been in, you know, whether hanging out with friends or in conversations that we're just like, you know, this season of life. And I talked about it so much. So I was like, you know what? It would be really cool to write a book on this idea that I have around the different seasons of life. So I really took that seriously. And probably for, oh gosh, maybe a couple months, I every morning would write. I don't even know now. I want to say maybe 5,000 words, something like that. Cause I looked up, you know, what is, how do you write a book or what, what does that look like? And it was like, you know, you, every day you write, you write, write, write. And so that's what I did for a while. And ultimately I obviously don't have a book out yet. That is still a passion of mine. It's still an idea that I have. And so one of the lessons here is that maybe your passion, whatever it is that you're striving for, or this idea that you have is not there and ready for you yet. So I love that word yet. It actually is even in a book that I'm currently reading and just adding that word yet changes. So I love that. So I I don't have a book coming out just yet, but maybe in the future, and this future could be two years, five years, 10, 20, who knows, right? But it's still on my list. It's still a passion project of mine that I have. Number eight is buying land. So a couple years ago, I just had this idea that I really wanted to buy land. I wanted to build on it. I wanted to have a place where we could go as a family and create memories. And so one of my passion projects um, was to do the research on that. What does that look like? You know, we originally honestly started looking at land in Colorado. That's where I'm from. I love Colorado. My best friends live there. My family lives there. And so that's really where it all started was in Colorado. And we, you know, we found the perfect spot. And then the more research we did on that perfect spot turned out to be not so perfect. And, but I still had that strong desire on my heart. And so we kept going with it. And, you know, here we are now we're, we've owned the land for three years and it's in Arizona. 
not necessarily where I, I thought we would be or, and even, you know, searching with my husband, I think we had very different ideas of what that might look like, but it, it all came together and it all just worked out so well. And even as I'm recording this, my husband is up there at the land. We just got a shipping container. If you've seen those, you know, um, shipping containers turn tiny homes, you know, maybe that's where we're going with it, or maybe we're going to build something bigger. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but it's still this passion project that is, that we're working on. It's probably going to be one that's for years and years and years, in addition to other projects that I am going to pursue. So that's number eight was buying the land and, and being able to create memories and, and have a place for my family to go. Number nine was competing in a Mrs. Arizona pageant. So here's this idea that I had that I, you know, I grew up not anything close to being a pageant girl, pageant kid. I was, you know, I did ballet for a couple years and I didn't want to do that. And I just wasn't a girly girl. Even to this day, I'm not a girly girl. If you talk about makeup or any hair, like I'm very simple. My hair is in a bun. And even today, <laughs> so funny. My, my kids are like, you actually, you look scary when you have your hair up. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard of that, but that's me. I have my hair in a bun most days, sweaty from a workout. Being a girly girl is not my thing, but I had this idea that, Hey, I have, I feel like I have a message. I feel like I have something that I want to share outside of, you know, the social media world and wanted to see how far I could take this whole Mrs. Arizona thing. And it was the coolest, one of the coolest experiences I had. I mean, I had so much support. It was insane. It was so much fun, the journey. And one of the funny things too, is as having that support and going into it is first of all, probably not very common. A lot of times us as moms, when we're we have an idea or we want to pursue something. A lot of people don't understand it. And so with this particular instance, I think it was one of those things that, I don't know, people just supported it. And again, that's so uncommon. So it was beautiful. And I hope that you have people in your life that will support that. And if you don't know that I will a hundred thousand million percent support whatever crazy idea you have to do to pursue with your passion. So anyway, I walked into that pageant with a ton of confidence and not arrogant confidence, but confidence feeling like I believed in my message. I felt that um, I had something to share with the world. And like I said, there's going to be just some people, no matter how fully your heart is devoted to your idea, people just aren't going to understand. And that is probably the one of the biggest thing that holds people back, that will hold you back, is when you share your idea with somebody that you care about and they don't reciprocate, reciprocate the excitement that you have about it. Sarah Blakely is probably one of my all-time favorite entrepreneurs, and she is the founder of Spanx. And she just shared this not too long ago on her Instagram that if she could give one advice to new entrepreneurs, and I would say the same thing to one advice to give to a mom pursuing her passion project is that be very um, cautious of who you share your idea with. And 
I say that because even Sarah Blakely was like that when you have an idea, it's such a baby idea that anything could squash it. Any kind of side comment, any kind of negative uh, reaction from somebody that you truly care about will squash your idea so fast. And that's how, how passion projects die way, way, way too soon. So just a word of caution is, you know, if you don't know who to share it with, please share it with me because this is something that lights me up like you wouldn't believe. And I will be your biggest cheerleader. I don't care if your passion project is raising lobsters, (laughs) whatever it is, I will support you so much. And so, and this whole idea around this community of a mom's passion project is to have other women that will also do the exact same thing. So that was number nine when I competed in the Mrs. Arizona pageant and I didn't even get top five, I think. And I was so confident in, in the way that I spoke, the way that I carried myself and, and other people, judges (laughs) at the time, they just didn't see it in me. And, and that's okay. I can't change that, but I can keep going, right? Like whether that means compete again, I don't know that I ever will. Or if it just means keep carrying my message or keep you know, keep sharing my ideas and, and, uh, it's meant to touch people. It's meant to be out there. So I encourage the same for you. And then number 10, just another idea of passion projects that kind of I've experienced. And these are just a start of where you could go, but it's obviously my podcasting. I've always said, you know, when people ask what's your goal with the podcast and it's always been, Oh, it's just a passion project of mine. It's something that I just love to do. I love to share. I love to be able to organize my thoughts in, in a way that will allow me to, to speak in an organized way, but also off the cuff, like I'm doing in this episode. But you know, and, and creating this, a mom's passion project community where it is a community of moms who are pursuing different passions, whether it's a week, a six week, a year, multiple years, whether it's, you know, learning to homeschool or becoming the PTSO mom or, um, moving to an entirely new city. I don't know, whatever that passion project is, maybe it's just coloring, um, you know, watercoloring or something, right? There's so so many ideas. So with this podcast, a passion of mine, a, a passion project, creating a community, creating retreats, that's something that I have a huge passion for, for bringing a group of women together to work on their passion projects, to share ideas, to encourage each other, to be that support that that we need, even if our spouse supports us. Let me tell you, Casey is like my number one supporter, hands down. But there's also something to be said about other women in similar shoes that are moms, they have kids, they have lives and just crazy busy, but they're also pursuing different passions of their own. There's something to be said about that relationship and that community. So I'm super excited for what's to come. I'm super excited for the retreats that I want to host and and bring you along with me. Um, I just want these passion projects to, and I know it might sound cliche, but hear me out. I just want them to be life-changing because I know these t- 10 that I've listed, like that's just the, the uh, you know, tip of the iceberg. There's so much more 
desire and passion inside of me. And I know I'm not the only one. I know that you have that too. So I'm really excited to, to kind of go on this journey along with you. So like I said, if you don't really know where to go with your passion and project ideas, you don't have any, you're not sure, maybe you do, or maybe you want to brainstorm some, I do have a list of over a hundred ideas. So you can go to the link that's in this, on these show notes, or you can go to the Instagram a mom's passion project on Instagram. And then there's a link tree you can click on there and download it from there just to kind of get your ideas flowing, get an idea of maybe, okay, what's, you know, we still have half the, this year left, what's something you can tackle in the next several weeks, as, especially as kids will be heading back to school, if they go to a school or even if they homeschool, what are some things that you can do with your kids as part of a project within your, you know, your homeschool, whatever the case may be. So definitely download that. And I am going to, in this episode, also close us out in prayer again. Uh, I got some really great feedback from the last episode. So thank you so much. Um, if you haven't gone in and done a review, hit follow, or even share, like those things are huge for podcasts, especially when they're early on. And so it would mean the world to me if you shared it on your Instagram stories, your Facebook, whatever, tag me, make sure that I see it so I can just, you know, make sure that I know that you're, you're out there and that you have ideas and you have passions and, and so I can support you as well. So with that said, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Dear God, I just want to say thank you so much again for for today, for this episode. I feel it on my heart that my ideas are just the the beginning and whoever's listening to this, that it's spurred some and sparked some ideas for them to begin pursuing different ideas and, and passions that they have as a mom outside of their home or even within their own home. God, I pray for her. I pray for her desire. I pray for her heart. And I just pray that you guide her along this journey. I pray that you are with all of us as a community to, to be there for each other, to encourage each other. I pray for the future of this community. I pray for the future of the retreats and the different events that we can come together in person and have that connection together, uh, face-to-face, hugging each other and just being a place to to that feels safe that feels safe for us to to share our ideas no matter how crazy they might be we thank you god we love you for for all of the blessings in our lives and we can't wait to to see what's to come amen thank you for joining us on a mom's passion project we hope our conversations have ignited your creativity and inspired you to pursue your own passions Remember, being a mom doesn't mean sacrificing your dreams. It means finding the strength to chase them alongside your motherhood journey.